Well, hello, and thank you so much for joining us today at Blue Springs Christian Church for worship. Would you please stand as we prepare our hearts and our minds to come before the Lord? And if there's anyone that's new, whether you're in the room or online, we would love to hear from you. If you could please text new to this number on your screen. Uh, let's, let's just sing to the Lord now.
Father in heaven, we do believe that truth, Lord, that Lord, nothing is too difficult for you, nothing is impossible for you. Father, we believe that your kingdom has come. Lord, we pray that your will would be done in our lives every day, every thought, every action, every moment. Lord, help us not to, to be conformed to the world, but be transformed, Lord, in our minds and Lord, by your presence. Father, we love you and it's in your name we pray, amen. Would you please be seated? out and sacrificially gave to make the ministry of Blue Springs Christian Church continue. And I am very happy to tell you that because of your generosity, our church ended 2020 less than $70,000 under budget, which in a year like last year is truly miraculous. And on behalf of the entire church, I want to say thank you, and if you are limber enough, reach around and pat yourself on the back, because this is an incredible piece. A lot of churches weren't so blessed, but because of your giving, we were really are set up for a very strong ministry here in 2021, as hopefully, Lord willing, we're going to be coming out of this pandemic. We will be able to reach out to people who, because of this pandemic, are really realizing they do need God in their lives. And so if, if you um, have the means and the desire to contribute to the work in the ministry of Blue Springs Christian Church, uh, we invite you to text the word GIVE to the number on the, st on the screen. You can also go online to the church's website, bscc.org. You can give there. You can mail in a check. And if you're here, there are boxes at the entrance and exit that you can drop your offering at. And on not quite so exciting news, like me, I'm sure most of you saw what was happening yesterday in our nation's capital, and you were saddened, and you were disturbed, and you were hurt, and you were wondering what what can we do when things like this happen? The Apostle Paul, in his first letter to his son in the faith, Timothy, wrote, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live 
peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. In times like this is when we really need to go to our God in prayer. And so please join me as we pray for our nation. Heavenly Father, Lord, we are truly saddened by the violence in our nation's capital yesterday. We're particularly saddened that so many people believe that it was done in your name and that you sanctioned it. Father, we know that is not true. We know that you are a God of love and mercy. So we lift up to you all those who were touched by the violence, those who were hurt and scared, and those who lost a loved one. We ask that you comfort them, that you heal them, that they feel your presence. And Lord, we lift up to you those who did this violence, that they might come to repentance and a full understanding of who you are and how you love. Father, we lift our nation up to you. Father, ours is a country that is fractured and racked with pain and disunity. But you, Lord, you are a God that heals. We know that the violence in the Capitol yesterday, the violence in our streets last year, the hatred and discord online and on the airwaves are all symptoms of sin. Sin that lives in the hearts and minds of men and women. Men and women who are your children. You're hurting children who don't know you and how much you love them. So, Father, I ask that you empower me and every man, woman, student, and child who is a part of this body of believers at Blue Springs Christian Church to be vessels of your love, to be agents of your mercy and forgiveness, and to be beacons of your hope to your children who don't know you. Lord, we ask for healing for our nation, and we know that it will only be healed when the hearts of your lost children turn to you. So use us. Use us to reach your children. Use us to heal this nation. Use us for your glory and for your kingdom. We ask this in the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And all God's people say, Amen. Well, hello, BSCC. Uh, I want to say a special hi to everybody joining online as well. And it's so good to have you joining us as well as certainly everybody in the room. Hey, before we continue in the New Year's series that we're on in called Transform, I just want to take a, a few minutes to talk about the things that I'm, you know, there's so many things I'm excited about in the coming months here that uh, we're going to be doing. And I just want our church to be uh, informed. And so I'm going to take just a few minutes to to highlight some of those in, in what we're calling an all-in moment. And I'm going to begin with what we're going to be doing the 40 days leading up to Easter. We're going to participate in a worldwide outreach and spiritual growth campaign called One. 
one word, one Lord, one church. And what we're going to be doing during this 40-day emphasis is really just wallpapering our mind and our heart with the story of Jesus Christ. In our worship services, and I, I know some of our groups as well, we're going to be going through the book of Mark and the story of Jesus that we find in that account. But then we're also going to provide for anybody that would like the opportunity to be able to listen to the other accounts of Jesus' life, Matthew and Luke and John's accounts through the Bible Is app. Now, we're going to be partnering with about 300 other churches in the Metro KC area for this initiative, and one of the things that we're going to be praying for together as a church and, and just seeking God and, and working in this way is to see 300 new believers, new followers of Jesus come into God's kingdom uh, through this emphasis. Another thing that we're going to be doing and partnering with these churches is working with a ministry uh, called Faith Comes by Hearing to sponsor hopefully, you know, a hundred, maybe two hundred even Bible recordings in languages that have yet to receive the scriptures. So just a lot of really exciting things in this emphasis called one, our children's ministry, our student ministry is also going to be participating in this initiative. And I want to say a few things about our, our next gen ministry, our student and children's ministries. In February, they're going to be uh, providing a, a special service project and then in March they're going to be providing the student ministry a webinar on mental health and then in April they're going to lead us in a family Easter event so a lot of things in our next gen ministry coming up that are exciting and let me just add if you've not participated in the intergenerational Bible study that our student ministry is providing every Sunday morning at 9.30. I would encourage you to come check it out. I attended one Sunday when I wasn't uh, preaching, and it, it was just outstanding. Well, I also want to talk a little bit about our adult ministries and our adult groups. Tom and I talked about this last week in the first weekend of the new year, how our groups are kicking off a new semester this winter, that we've got groups for, for men, for women, for singles, for couples, that we've got groups meeting all throughout the week, a variety of topics, groups meeting in homes, some meeting here on campus, and some several meeting online. So I think lots of options for you to, to choose from. Our study groups are addressing a lot of different topics that, that may be kind of right where you are or very helpful to you. There's a group meeting on, on marriage. Uh, there's a group meeting on, on finances, a group meeting on the issue of racism, a group meeting on, on blended families, and uh, several other just really good topics. There's, there's one group that's just learning about how to, how to study the Bible. And so uh, be sure to go to, online to our website and just look through the open groups and you you can register for a group. I talked last week in the first message in this Transform series that one of the most important things that we can do to be transformed by God is to have supportive relationships with other believers that just are speaking truth and love into our lives and, and we're, we're loving them and encouraging each other. So be sure that you do that to, to, to go online and I just strongly encourage you to, to connect in with one of our groups. If you're single, I, I want to lift up our singles ministry here for a moment as well and just, and just really uh, share with you how excited about how our singles ministry are, are reaching out and connecting with more singles both here in BSCC but also out in our community. And I want to 
highlight our second Saturday event every month that our singles ministry does. I, in fact, they invited me to come and attend one. It, it was a blast. I mean, a lot, a lot of fun. Just a really good time. So if you're single, be sure that you're checking out that great ministry. In the coming months, we're going to continue to be a, a, a light in our community and representing just the compassion and kindness and love of Jesus through our On the Move projects. The 16th of this month and the 30th, we're going to be uh, sending a group, a uh, group of us will be going to harvesters to just uh, sort and pack food to serve this wonderful organization, Harvesters, that provides food for thousands of people in the Kansas City area in need every month. We're also this month doing something I think is just a great idea. We're sending notes of encouragement and notes of, of, of thanks to our, our county health department officials who have a, a really hard job right now just to sort of lift them up. In February, then, one of the projects we'll be doing as a church, we'll be, we'll, we're going to bring a, a huge truck in from City Union Mission, and we're just going to look to fill that, that truck up with supplies. This is an, a wonderful ministry partner in the Kansas City area that we're going to be working with in February. So lots of on-the-move projects. We, we invite you. I challenge you, really, to to be a part of these monthly projects that we're doing. You can read about them on our website as well, and, and we have them in our weekly newsletter that goes out. And if you heard the message last week, I talked about, again, one of the keys to, to being transformed by God is putting on that servant uniform and just looking to, to be of help to others. And then I want to take just a minute to, to lift up our online ministry because we're really looking to expand in the opening months of this year our online ministry, in fact, we're hiring another staff person, an online outreach minister, to, to be able to, to do, uh, be more effective in our digital ministry to adults and also students and children. So we're just looking for, you know, lots of new creative ways and very highly relational ways of uh, connecting with people online, helping people grow in their faith, and uh, engaging with one another in Christ online. So just, just be sure to be aware, uh, particularly if, if the way you're connecting with us here at this point is, is through our online ministry of all of the, the new ways that will be uh, happening online here that we'll be serving uh, in the coming months. And then the last thing I wanted to emphasize here in these, in these first few months and throughout the coming year, is we want to mature as a church and in becoming increasingly dependent upon God with an emphasis on, on prayer. And so we're beginning the year with a 21 days of prayer emphasis. It's not too late to participate. That's going to go through the 25th of the month. And you can go to our website and, and register, and you'll get a, 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 you can register or sign up for a daily email or text reminder of what the scripture is for that day and the corresponding prayer with that. And it's just one way we're, we're looking to help all of us as a church grow as being a people who, who pray and who seek to, to depend upon God and walk closely with God. There's also an opportunity there in this 21-day emphasis for a, a time of fasting, and there's information about that as well in that 21-day prayer guide. And then the other part of this that I want to mention was March 21. I'd like for you to put that on your calendar that evening. That, that Sunday night will be the first of three nights of worship and prayer that we, we have together. And, and the goal of these prayer nights is for us to join together as one church in, in seeking God 
in prayer and worship and, and seeking the Holy Spirit and inviting the power and working of God here in our lives individually and as a church family. And I'm just really scratching the surface in these few minutes of this all-in moment of what all is going to be happening here at BSCC in this church body in the coming months, really just between now and April is what I've described. I'm going to do a couple more of these all-in moments later in the year in our worship services because I just want to try to help us as best we can understand how, how we can best be serving and growing in our faith together this coming year. And, and we trust that as we worship together, as we, as we join together relationally and in serving and in sharing our faith in Christ, Jesus will build His church here in 2021. As He has promised to do in so many places, like John 15, 5, where He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. So thank you for just letting me share some things. I'm just really excited about uh, coming up. Well, we are kicking off the year with a series called Transform. And in this series, we're learning about how God does not want us to conform to the pattern of this world. But instead, He wants to do this wonderful work of transforming us in our character into the likeness of Jesus Christ and really becoming the best version of ourselves. And in this message, I want to share with you about how God wants to transform your relationships. And as David prayed for our country, you know, I, I think the tragic events of, uh, that have happened in our nation's capital here have just, just really this topic of relationships and how we relate to one another is sort of elevated even more the importance and the urgency of it. Would you agree with me that, that uh, we were created for much more in our relationships than what we often experience? And that really is a part of the story, the, the tragic story that we read about in Genesis 3 of what, what's called the fall, where sin comes into the perfect creation that God made in our world and begin to infect and really contaminate everything about this wonderful creation of God, including human relationships. And uh, that relationships have become broken and uh, become, you know, complicated. And uh, you can see it. I just want to share one verse in, in that Genesis 3 account where God says some words to Eve, let me read them to you. Genesis 3.16 where God says, your desire will be for your husband, you know, referring to Adam, and he will rule over you. Now this word desire here is not a positive term. It's, it's not talking about a positive des desire. It's talking about a competing desire. And God just identifies here from the very beginning how because of, of sin coming into the world that relationships are going to, you know, deal with power struggles and conflict, marriages that God, you know, he intended to, to be relationships between a man and a woman that were just filled with, with uh, an unselfishness of putting your partner first and, a, and just a, a, a love that, that now instead there's, there's going to be conflict and there's going to be power struggles and, and, and problems. And I just, so I want to get right to it, church, and ask you this question. I'm asking myself this question, each of you, what relationship in your life needs to be transformed right now? Would you think about that? Would you invite God to speak to you about that 
in the next few minutes. Maybe it's your relationship with a parent or a child. Maybe it's a relationship that you have with a friend. Maybe it's a relationship with a coworker or a neighbor. Maybe somebody here at BSCC. What, what relationship in your life right now needs to be transformed? How does a relationship get transformed? Love. Love is what trans... I'm talking about real love. I'm talking about the kind of love that I think is represented best by this New Testament word agape. Agape love. And I want to just share a few words from Pastor Mike Bro. I think he does a great job describing this, this love that is transformational. So let me just read this to you. He, he says, agape is an in spite of love, in spite of how I feel, in spite of what you did, in spite of who you are, in spite of what my circumstances are. Agape is fueled by the needs of other people instead of my own selfish ambition or desires. Agape honors other people as better than myself. Agape is an action kind of love that gets into my hands, gets into my feet, my wallet, and it makes it on my to-do list. This is a kind of love that is transformational. This love here is a love, I want to say, is very challenging. The bar is quite high when we talk about this kind of love. In fact, let me just share with you something I've become convinced of as I've, I've, I've thought about this and just observed this and experienced it in my own life, that, and I think it's why we so often settle for less than the best when it comes to our relationships. It's not possible. This kind of love, we, we can't manufacture or produce this on our own. We just, we just can't get there. It's a part of this fallenness that we live with here in this world. Now, here's the good news. We don't need to. We don't have to in order for our relationships to be transformed. Here's the key truth in this message. Love is not something that I can manufacture. I'm talking about agape here. But it is something that I can receive and pass on. Transformational love, agape love, we, we, we can't produce this in our own, you know, human effort. But we can be recipients of that perfect, that unconditional, that unfailing love and then be conduits of it and share that love that has come into our hearts and lives with others. Let me share some scripture with you here. From 1 John 4, 9, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Verse 11, dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. You see, the cross of Christ is where agape love begins. It is Jesus who has stood for love like no one else has ever stood for, for love before. And it is his crucifixion that is the all-time high watermark when it comes to love. And so it is as we receive God's love and, and the forgiveness that he has for us in Jesus Christ that it makes it possible for us as well then to love, you see. Love is awakened in us by God through Jesus Christ. We receive the call to love as we experience and embrace the love of God into our lives. 
So every day, you want to pause and you want to remind yourself of this truth. When you receive that love in you, it empowers you to be able to be transformed in your relationships. We have got to get God into our relationships, His love into our relationships for them to be transformed. So let me share with you two things that I think will enable this to be able to happen. Two things that you and I need to do every day to invite the working of the Holy Spirit in this way in our relationships and in our hearts and lives. First of all, every day you need to remember how much God loves you. Hear me now. It is learning to live in God's love that transforms a life. And I think that's the key statement in the entire series. It's how we, we learn to live in the love of God that transforms us, including our relationships. If I don't feel loved by God, I'm not going to have the resources I need inside of me to love unconditionally, to love unfailingly, to, to love enduringly in an agape kind of a way. So every day you just want to pause and remind yourself of what God thinks about you. Not what the world thinks about you. Not what you think about yourself. Not what I think about myself. But what God thinks about us. And this is why Paul, I think, prays this prayer in Ephesians 3. And he invites us to pray this prayer. And I just want to kind of pray it as I read it to you. Listen. Verses 17 through 19 of Ephesians 3. I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know, to know on the inside, to experience, you see, to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. I can stand here and tell you that God loves you deeply and dearly. I can tell you again and again that God loves you so much that you are forgiven completely in Christ. The Bible says there is now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus. I, I can stand up here and remind you that God considers you supremely valuable, that you were bought, you were purchased through the death of Jesus Christ. That's how valuable you are to God. And I can, I can remind you that God's love for you is 100% secure. The Bible says nothing can possibly separate you ever from the love of God. Not even your death can separate you from that love in Jesus Christ. I, I can tell you these things until I am blue in the face, but it won't really matter if you do not accept and embrace that love of God into your life. And let me just share with you, this isn't something we do one time when we, when we accept what Jesus has done for us and accept Him into our life as our Savior. This is something you need to do every day for the rest of your life. Every day just to, to remember and receive the love God has for you. And I want to lift up our Lord as an example here because when you read the story of Jesus in those first four books of the New Testament, what you find is that he would often slip away from the crowd. He would often step away from his disciples to be with his heavenly Father. And there would be this friendship and this engaging of, of love that would occur in these moments between God the Father and God the Son. And Jesus would be affirmed and he would be encouraged and comforted and, and just strengthened. 
And you look at, the, at Jesus' life, you, his teaching, his ministry, his endurance, his, his patience, his relationships. I mean, it, all of it flowed out of the love that Jesus felt and received every day from his heavenly Father, you see. That's, that's our example. So every day, if you'll take the time to remind yourself of how much God loves you, if, if you'll pause to pray, if you'll pause just to feed yourself a little bit from God's Word and, and just pause to be still before God, you know, He'll, he'll, he'll meet you there and encourage you and comfort you, whatever you need, just, just, just love on you, you see. I would encourage you every morning to come to God and just pray something like, Heavenly Father, I, I surrender my heart and life to you today. Fill me with your love. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank, thank you for, for, for loving me unconditionally. Thank, thank you for the high price that you paid for me, God. Please help me to love others today with the love that I have experienced and received from you. If we want our relationships to be transformed, we have got to get the love of God in those relationships. And that really starts with receiving the love of God into your life on a daily basis where it becomes the core of your being. It becomes the essence and the core of who you are. I am somebody who is loved by God, you see. And as we do this, then we're able to do the second thing that transforms relationships, and that is every day we offer that same then love then to others. So the love that we receive from God, then we are to turn around and to offer to every person that we come into contact with. Jesus says this in John 13, 34, a new command I give you, Love one another as I have loved you. He says, so you must love one another. If you're a follower of Jesus, that doesn't sound like a suggestion to me. <laughs> that doesn't sound like an option to me. He's saying we must love everybody. Whether we like somebody or not, we are to love them, you see. In the same way that Jesus loves you and me, we are to accept others. Completely. We, we are to love them unconditionally, forgive them totally. We are to value them highly, you see, as God loves us. Jesus says, love everybody in the same way he loves us. If we will do that, will that transform our relationships? I would say a good many of them it will, but I'll tell you for sure what it will do. It will continue the work of transformation in you. No doubt about that. If you commit, if you commit in this way, relationally. Let me share just one verse, one more verse from God's definition of love. You can read more about it in 1 Corinthians 13, but th this verse is, is full. Let me just read it. Verse 7, love never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. This is how much God loves you. Think about it. God never stops being patient with you. God never stops believing in you. He never stops hoping the best for you. He never gives up on you. 
And this is what God, I'll use the word expects, but also will empower you to, to do as well, to love in this way in your relationship. So let's just unpack this verse a little bit more. First, the phrase love never gives up. That means love extends grace. That you are to be gracious to people. That you are to be patient and merciful to people. We are to be this way. We are to never give up. Love never loses faith. Second, that means that it never stops believing. I, I, I've not stopped believing in you. You know, I, I, there, there, maybe there, there's been this failure. There's been this, this sin or this, this issue between us or whatever. But I, I'm not going to stop believing in you and praying for you and believing in, in God, being at work, and just love never stops believing. Third, love is always hopeful. That means love always hopes for the best, expects the best, looks, strives for the best. If you're married, let me just ask you, are you expecting the best in your marriage, pursuing the best, or maybe have you just kind of said, well, I guess, I guess we're going to have to settle for, for less than the best. Love doesn't do that. And then fourth, it says love endures through every circumstance. Love doesn't quit. You, no matter what you throw at me, I'm going to continue to care about you. I'm going to continue to love you. That's the idea here. Now, let me share a story with you. It's a true story that illustrates agape love, transformational love. It involves a, a young man. He was young at the, at the start of the story here, a man named Tom McGee who one night uh, chose to drive drunk and slammed his car into the car of 16-year-old Ted Morris, killing Ted. Jack and Elizabeth were the parents of, of Ted. It was their only child. And, uh, of course, they were devastated by what happened. Their anger and bitterness toward Tom caused them to be uh, upset that his prison sentence wasn't longer. Uh, when he was released on parole, they hounded him. They followed Tom. They caught him drinking. They reported it to his parole officer, knowing that that would put him back in prison. But Jack and Elizabeth were followers of Jesus. And as time went by, they began to realize that their attitudes and actions toward Tom we're not consistent with the love and grace of God. And so, Tom, so, so uh, Jack went and visited Tom in prison. And he told him, my wife and I have chosen to forgive you, and we're not going to hassle you anymore. Just, I wanted to come and tell you that in person. Jack felt led to visit Tom a second time then in prison. This time he brought some cookies that Elizabeth had baked for Tom. When Tom reached the point then where he was given uh, weekend releases, uh, Jack and Elizabeth invited him to visit them in their home. And they invited him to sit around their table and share meals with them and, and got to know Tom. And then at a certain point, they, they invited Tom to, to come to their church and to worship with them. And they sat next to Tom, and they stood with Tom and, and worshiping God, and they introduced Jesus to Tom. And Tom eventually came to a point where he, he gave his life to Jesus and was baptized. And as incredible as this sounds, Jack and Elizabeth ended up adopting Tom as their son. And he will one day inherit what 
Jack and Elizabeth initially intended to be given to their son, Ted. Now, initially, the grief and the anger that Jack and Elizabeth felt just got the best of them. And uh, yet over time, as they sought God, as they prayed, as they received the comfort and the mercy and the love of God, they were, they were able to pour their hearts out to God and release their pain and their loss over to God and came to a place where they were able to forgive Tom, to extend that grace and love that they'd received from God to him in this way. And when that happened then, God began to work in a way in, these, in this relationship and in Tom's life that I think could best be described by the word miraculous or the word transformational, you know. And this young man whose life was ruined because he chose to drive drunk was rescued and was transformed by the two people he probably thought would be the last people in the world that would ever care about him or love him. Only God can do that, you see. But when we build our life on the love of God, all things become possible. Amen, church? All things. He is able to transform lives and relationships. So I want to just close by asking you to think again about that relationship that I asked you about at the start of the message. What relationship needs to be transformed. Who, who came to your mind? Is, is it maybe a son or a daughter? Maybe a, a mom or dad or a wife or husband or a, a friend, a, somebody here at BSCC, a brother or sister in Christ, a co-worker of yours. I, I, I don't know. But what, what would happen if you chose to, to bring the love of God into that relationship and just commit in that way? What would happen if you would choose to, to bring God's acceptance into that relationship? If you were to choose to bring God's forgiveness into that relationship? If you were to choose to bring God's, God's security into that relationship? His, His patience into that relationship? If you were to bring God's endurance into that relationship, would, would that possibly transform that relationship? I think there's a good a good likelihood that it would, but I can tell you for sure what it would do. It would definitely continue the work of transformation God wants to do inside of you. And so let me just ask you, what do you need to do today in the next 24 hours to bring God's love into that relationship? Love, the Bible says, never fails. Agape love never fails. Never fails to invite the blessing and working of God so may you accept God's love into your life every day. And then may you carry that love out into all of your relationships. And then just watch the transforming work of God happen. Let's pray. Father, as we think about relationships and we think about people and lives, we do want to come back and just pray again for peace, for civility and goodwill to come to the forefront in our country. We pray for your church in America to, that we would lead by example relationally and being a light for your love and in sharing the good news of the gospel.
I want to pray for every worshiper in this service that God, as they think about that person, that they would love to see that relationship transformed or that they're just deeply hurting and they need you in, in that relationship, that you would minister to them, that you would, you would empower them, that you would do a, a mighty working, God, in them and through them. Thank you, Lord, that the, the, that the love that you call us to, to live our lives with, to prioritize our lives around, you centers in the, in the love that you have first shown us, that is there for us 24-7 in Christ. You've done everything that you can, God, to show us how much you love us. And we just rejoice in that truth in this worship time as we, as we pray to you, as we bring our lives before you. And we want to say to you, God, we love you. We love you with all of our heart, and we want to honor you, God, in 2021 in every way, including our relationships. And so we welcome your love and your leadership. For your glory, we pray these things in the name of our Savior, Jesus, and all who agree said, amen. Church, let's stand and sing together.
Would you please be seated? Just as Dave had mentioned earlier, to, this, is, this is a love that we cannot manufacture in and of ourselves. It's a love that we need to receive in order to give. And so that's ultimately what we remember through communion. And we're gonna move into that time, whether you're joining online or here in person, we wanna invite you into this time of remembrance of the blood that was shed on our behalf. And so let's go and just grab our cup and you can remove the top off. And, and as you're ready, as you feel uh, the Lord is leading, go ahead and just eat in remembrance and then also drink in remembrance of the blood that was shed on our behalf. Father in heaven, we truly do believe, Lord, that your love is able to change all things. Father, because your love changed us. Father, you have, have given up your sons freely. Lord, though we did not deserve your grace and your mercy towards us. Father, he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf that we might become your righteousness. Lord, if that isn't love, I don't know what is. Father, that you have exchanged your perfect righteousness that you gave up your son on our behalf, and we thank you for that. Father, help our hearts to be transformed by that truth, Lord, that you love us more than anyone else could. Lord, that you know us very well. Lord, that you care for us deeply. Father, help us to be transformed by that in our relationships, in our thoughts, in our actions. 
actions in every part of our lives. Lord, thank you for your love and help us in the same way. Extend that love to others. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you again so much for being here at VSCC for worship today. We pray that you have just a wonderful week. We are going to go ahead and dismiss. We'd ask if you could just uh, stay put until the usher comes and dismisses you. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you.